Hi, I'm Laura. Hey, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to Attributed, a podcast library by Dream Data. The purpose of it is to store and share all the knowledge that we have gathered across Dream Data employees through our LinkedIn Lives, podcasts, and webinars. The typical topics you'll find here can be stuff like marketing, sales, B2B ads, operations, social selling, maybe. To kick this off, so the topic of the day today is starting off as a new head of marketing. And when thinking about the topic, I couldn't think of a better person to invite. A person that I met through Dream Data's community, the power woman of all things marketing, Juliana Geller. No, Juliana. No pressure there after that introduction. No pressure at all. <laughs> it's like, what? I meet people that I think are cool. Everybody has to hear about that. So Juliana, who are you? Do you want cool. to give a collection? Uh, I am Juliana. People who work with me often call me Jules. Um, I am from Brazil, but I have been working across the globe for the past 10 years, uh, working in marketing, all sides of marketing, from agency side, then to uh, luxury brands, freelancing, and then ended up working in startups and falling in love with the startup world and the innovation and technology world. Um, and then ended up here in, in Denmark doing just that. Started here at Tech Barbecue, tech and startup event right down my alley, moved on to technology startup on Amondo, and now I am at another tech startup called Wizard. Nice. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about, that journey in the startups. When you start something new, when you are in the company, beginning with marketing actually and the the start of the journey like kind of all the connections how do you make people you can't even make that but how do you define your own role your team how do you align with all of the people across the organization as well mm -hmm. i think it's going to be fantastic and encouragement to all of you we would like to see questions that you would like us to talk about we're going to talk about the leadership alignment. That was one of the questions that we've got earlier when posting about this event. We're going to talk about the preparations, first 30 days, what worked, what didn't, and so on. But what would you like to ask that we would cover today? Yeah, that could be cool to know. So now we are at the three minutes mark. Let's kick this off. So when you got a new role mm -hmm. at Wizard, how did you prepare? I think preparation kind of starts. I, I've, I've been in this position before, right? I've been in a position where I get into a startup and I am starting a marketing team from scratch. Um, and I am the first marketing, real like marketing role. And there are a bunch of things that you need to understand before you even join the company. During the recruitment process, it's important to understand if you have affinity with the product that you're going to sell, for example, because if you don't believe in it, it's very hard to get into, into a marketing job and talk about that product passion. The other thing to understand is the level of autonomy you're going to have in the company. Like, are you going to be able to run free uh, with, uh, with your ideas and your initiatives? Or are you going to have to go through so many layers of approval? Or who are you going to have to get approval from? and see if that aligns with the way you want to work. And the other thing is try to understand what are the goals of, uh, of that company, the goals for marketing in that company, and if those aligns with your career goals, really. And then 
after that, when you join, there's a lot of a lot of things that are copy and paste, right? From company uh -huh. to company, there you're gonna do the same in every company, whether it is the first uh, marketing role or um, or you're be you're you're gonna be joining in a marketing team that is already in there. And some of the copy paste things is like for the first thirty days, I'd say you're there understanding the company, understanding the product, understanding the market, understanding the dynamics within the company that you're going to work with, um, understanding the customers. Is there already an ideal customer profile? Uh -huh. Do you already have that data? Do you need to gather that data? Who do you need to talk to to understand that data? Who's been talking to customers? Do you even have customers already to gather the data or are you going to have to be testing on all of that? Wow. So there's a lot of things um, to understand. So I would say I spent the first 30 days trying to understand as much as I can of market, product, company, and looking at data, as much data as I can, either uh, data that we have from the company or market data that I can apply to, to the company and to my experiments. Oh, cool. Did you do that already before you start in the role, the actual start date? Um, I That I do after. So I do right after I start. Sometimes before I join, a, I join the thing is I... I often don't have that much time between roles. Um, so I don't have a lot of time to um, think of that beforehand. But uh, what I do before is try to look at the product and try to look at what's going on in that market. I start even through the recruitment process. If I'm going to uh, accept a, uh, a job, I need to understand what's going on in that market to make sense, uh, to, to understand if that job makes sense for me, right? And to make sure that there is a future there for oh, me yeah. and for the company. Yeah, definitely. Let's roll it back a little bit. Okay. so. To, you, you speak a lot about a lot of things that kind of product has to align with your own vision. The vision of the company has to align with everything like that as well. So tell us a little bit about Wizard and how did you feel that it aligns to what you actually want to do in marketing? So Wizard is a design tool and it's a design tool that's been built with non-designers in mind. So it's a design tool that requires little to no experience in design. It just makes it super easy for you to do wireframes and mockups and prototypes of apps and web apps. Wow. So my my go-to description of Wizard is if you know Canva and you know Figma, it's like Figma and Canva math and they had a baby, that's Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yes. <laughs> Uh, so uh, how that aligns with what I want to do, I moved on from, uh, from a company where my role was more um, feeding leads and feeding quality leads, not just feeding leads, right? Mm. Throwing like good quality leads into sales. And, and Wizard doesn't have a sales team. Wizard is completely product-led. You don't wow. have to go through a sales team to sign up to our product. It's a freemium uh, model. So anyone can sign up and try and then upgrade if they feel like they, they need to upgrade. So the marketing for those, uh, for those two things is completely different. Yeah. Uh, when, I'm, when I think about uh, sales-driven, I'm thinking about more B2B and wizard is more B2C2B. We're targeting the end user rather than a, than a decision maker. And that aligns a lot with what I wanted to do. Nice. What I want to do is to have that, uh, that end impact in the, yeah, in the, in the usage of the product. Wow, this, yeah. Was it new, the marketing role that you were jumping into or was there any marketing to begin with? There wasn't a marketing team. Uh, I was the first marketing hire for Wizard, but they were already doing a lot of marketing experiments with mm -hmm. the with the small team they had. They were very experiment focused already, so there was already um, Google Ads running and a, a ton of different like little experiments here nice. and there that I just either doubled down on as uh -huh. I joined and noticed they worked, or that I we are experiment experimenting further with because 
Wizard is super young. Uh, the product was only launched uh, not even a year and a half ago. It was only open to the public about a year ago. So we are still on the journey to understand who is our, our user, the user mm. that comes and stays at Wizard. And that journey to understanding that requires a lot of experimentation. And then when we understand that, there will also be a lot of experimentation as to how we, how we reach that, that user. Understand. Does that mean that you're still trying to define the ICP even when you're joined, you have joined the company? Yes, we are still very much uh, trying to define the ICP. We have a lot of data about our users and who our user, users are. Uh, mm -hmm. And we have data about who is the recurrent active user who is the recurrent active users, but we don't have um, very, very clear what makes them a recurrent active user and, uh, and how we reach that. Uh, so we are working wow. on that. And that is, that, that is so exciting about my, that's so exciting about my job that I get to experiment and find that with the team and every new finding we have, every new bit of growth we have, it's a, it's celebration. It's a, you know, it's nice. a, it's a step forward towards our, product channel fit. We have product market fit, right? Yeah. Uh, people, right. people, people find us. There is a, there is a demand for our product. We know the market is there, but we're trying to figure out how we reach that, that market. Oh, wow. That's very big role to fit. Yes. I'm really excited for it. It's yes. going to be really cool. <laughs> and all right. So we spoke about your like assessment for the start. So you wanted to kind of understand and product aligns what you would like to do in the future. You and the like, are, can you actually sell the product through marketing? The autonomy that you get. Let's talk a little bit about that. How did you assess the company that you're going to have the autonomy that you actually want and can handle? Okay. I had through my um, my recruitment process a lot of conversations with the founders um, to try to understand why they were hiring me. Uh -huh. um, what is it that you need from from a marketing from a marketing head from a marketing lead, and what is the plan going forward as I join? What am I supposed to to, to take over? What am I? What parts of the strategy am I supposed to lead? And by talking to them about that, they they were very clear to the fact that marketing was a key function for the growth of the company, that marketing would be actually leading the growth of the company going forward. And that's the, the challenge I wanted. I, I think I was ready to step up and that wow. was the challenge I wanted in, in my career at that moment. Wow. And now I'm just like, I'm getting into it and I'm like, wow. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, tell it me is more. Hard. It is, it, it is so challenging. There's, there's challenges every week as, as with every young hyper growth startup, right? We fix something, something else breaks, the numbers go up and then they don't go so much up. There's a lot of expectations to manage where, where we think like marketing initiatives, sometimes they, they make things go up really quick and sometimes they take some time to pick up. So, so there's a lot of expectation management on, on that side as well. But it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's challenging, but it's what I wanted. It's the step I needed. It is learning to walk while you're actually it's, uh, it's, it's It's the definition of stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so scary. I love that. We've got a lot of questions and I've yeah. got a lot of follow-up questions as well. I will just scroll a couple of them to start with to find out if we're awesome. going to cover any of them. So yes, uh, first question was, is this recorded? Yes, it is recorded. Also, I see a lot of uh, wizards there. Hi guys. Hello, <laughs> yes. Uh, when some team members do not do extra effort, what and how do we do that? We're going to cover that when we get into the weeds of the role itself. Yeah. And we're going to move into sales as well. That's going to be cool. And oh, this one is very good by Anna. Anna. Alina. 
Yeah. Alina. Yes, oh, I'm hi, sorry. Alina. Hello. So how do you analyze the market data and competitors before joining a new company? Is there any kind of tools you can recommend to source this kind of data? Uh, yes, I start by uh, looking at direct competitors, right? So I would say other design tools. Um, and I would go into tools like Ahrefs, uh, Screaming Frog, similar web to understand um, what they're doing, what keywords they're targeting. And I would also do, you know, uh, a lot of legwork looking at their, at their digital presence, at their social presence, at their websites, at their current customers to try to understand who they are reaching and how they are reaching them. Mm. There's also a bunch of tools where you can actually spy on other people's ads. Um, so I would look at their ads as well to try to to get the, the language they're using, the visuals they're using, and get uh, what's, uh, what's useful from, for, from them to us and also try to, to do better and do different and differentiate us, ourselves. When I know what they're doing, then I can differentiate ourselves or I can take a good examples, best-in-class examples. Yeah. Another thing I do is actually look at similar tools. For example, Canva is not necessarily a direct competitor of ours. They are a, a tool that serves a different purpose, but they serve a similar market. So I would look at tools that serve a similar market and understand the language they're using and how they're targeting their customers so I can take examples and, and understand. Oh, that's very cool. And what when you joined Wizard, what did you see of kind of like the interesting parts that, okay, this company I want to join because it has some competition, it doesn't have some competition. Is this like, how did you assess this, that this is for me? I think there was one thing that made complete difference uh, in me joining Wizard, and it was the product itself. Mm -hmm. um, I tested the product, I played with the product, mm. and I've played with different uh, design tools. I've played uh, with competitor tools before. I've played with Canva before, and it was frustrating for me with the with the competitor tools because I'm not a designer. <laughs> but when I when I got into Wizard, that was so straightforward for me to use. And there are tools like I am very, I'm very much a, a hand-drawn wireframe kind of person. So when I'm when I want to show a landing page idea, mm -hmm. when I want to show an app idea, I draw it on paper and I show people on paper. And with Wizard, what you can do is actually draw on paper, take a picture, and it transforms into an editable digital mock-up. So for me, that was a dream. That's like, yeah, that's what I needed two years ago when I was learning to code. Oh, how cool. <laughs> so it's not just assessing competition and keywords that others are using, but actually, like, can I relate to the product? Yeah. Is it something that yeah. I can use? And yeah. Wow, yeah, then, then you bring bring up the passion. It's, for it's so much easier. Like when you can relate to the product, then you, you can immediately spot a use case for it and think, oh yeah, I know a bunch of people who could use this product. Oh, that's so fantastic. There are two more questions that I've spotted that are actually very cool to have a chat about. So we've got a question from David. Okay. What has your experience been coming into a new marketing leadership role with an existing marketing team versus needing to build the team from the ground up? What is more difficult? Um, David has asked that, that question before in the comments on one of our posts, I think. And that was a question that caught my eye because I have experience with both and they both have a, a very different set of challenges. Um, starting a, starting a, a team from scratch is, is challenging because you start doing everything on your own and, and you have to build that. You have to build a culture within the marketing team from scratch as well. Who, mm -hmm. You have to identify when you're building the strategy who you want to hire, for example, who you need. You do the marketing vision and the priorities and then you think, who do I need to help me achieve the, that vision and, and those priorities? 
when you join an existing team, the challenges are more in alignment, I uh -huh. think. Especially if you join as a leader and there's already uh, other people that you are going to manage, you are coming in to fit in to fit in some some other person's shoes, or you're going to be the manager that they are going to have first in in that role. And so you have to be really careful in building the relationships with the team that is already there. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, even when you're starting a, a, a marketing a team from scratch, when you join a company, you have to build those relationships. And I am the first one to admit that I am not the greatest person at building relationships. I am a very data data focused, data driven person, and I often resort to very direct ways to to communicate, and that doesn't work so well in building teams. Yeah. So uh -huh. it is something that I am working on. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm here to admit I'm working on that. I yes. have to build that. I have nice. to build that on. But I had an, exper an, an interesting experience in the past where I joined a team that was already in place and that team was already in place and they didn't know I was being hired and they only knew when I joined and they were given the opportunity to take my, to take my role and they had already been in the company for a while. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I didn't know about the situation when I joined and I was finding so much resistance mm -hmm. in that team. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, what's going on here? Like every, every time I try to get something across with this team or build a relationship, I'm just finding a lot of barriers. And at, at, we, solved this, we solved the relationship. We sat down and talked to all of us and they explained to me what was going on. And I talked to them, I was like, I'm not here to take, like I am here for us to, to work together, right? And drive this to the next Uh, to the next level to where it can be and I completely trust you guys to do that and then we solved that relationship and both of them are my friends and actually when I am applying for jobs or when I am being recruited into jobs one of them is a, po uh, is a point of reference now oh that's a good <laughs> target to talk to nice you mentioned one thing about and it relates very well into this like getting into a new role of marketing yeah you said there are a lot of expectations to man manage yeah What kind of expectations did you get on you and you found out throughout the way that now you'll have to manage those as a new marketing leader? Um, I, I think in general for marketing roles, a lot of people have the, the concept, the idea that you're going to hire a, a head of marketing and they're going to draw a strategy. And as soon as they put that strategy into place, the numbers are going to go up like this. And when people talk, and that's also why I have a pet peeve with the term growth hacking, because people think that it's one hack that works and you're going to find a hack that works all the time. And it's no. not just hacking. It's a lot of work involved to find that one hack that works. It's the same with like uh, uh, managing the expectations in the yep. marketing role, yep. right? You're going to draw a strategy and some parts of that strategy are going to be sprints. Yep. So things are going to move fast, move fast, move fast. But a load of those things in your strategy are for the long term. You cannot just think on the short term with the no. marketing um, with the marketing stuff, right? So when I talk about things like brand awareness, for example, I have a ton of initiatives uh, for Wizard uh, that are directed at brand awareness. That doesn't change overnight. Uh, that takes some while to pick up and yeah. gain traction. Yeah. Yeah. But the results of that are sustainable growth. Are people talking about our brand? Are free marketing really? Because yeah. people will be talking about us. Um, people will know when they search for a design tool. They are not going to search design tool. They're going to search wizard. Instead of saying, "Oh, let's uh, let's uh, scan that sketch," they're going to say, "Let's wizard that sketch." Yes, I hope uh, that <laughs> that will be the best. Like, just like we're googling stuff, we're going to so be wizarding like, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that is like that is the managing expectations. It's trying to let everyone know that and and everyone be aware that things are going to move. They're not 
gonna move like magic as as much as as wizardry as wizardly as we are we can't move stuff like magic yet in marketing uh some things are gonna be some campaigns are gonna be pretty magical some of them not so magical yeah yeah very cool i love that it actually goes back into one more question in terms of expectations and management. I don't know who this person is because it says it's a LinkedIn user, but <laughs> I want to know more about the internal collaborations. When you just started, who did you mostly spar with? How long did it take before you hired another marketeer? And what did you look in those people? So there are a lot of questions. I'll keep them on so we can cool. answer them all. Um... So when I just started at Wizard, I sparred a lot with the people who were doing the marketing, the marketing jobs before. So mm, funny yeah. enough, it was our COO, uh, the CEO, and uh, part of the community team, part of the uh, partnerships team. Nice. Um, so I sparred a lot with them to try to understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I also talked a lot to CX and community um, and looked at the data they had gathered to understand um, the customer yeah. Yeah. Um, and played with the product a lot. Um, how long did it take before I hired another marketer? Well, I drafted the first strategy in the first, I don't know, four to six weeks. And then I, okay. I kind of had an idea of the people I needed to hire. We kicked off hiring straight away. Um, and I had them hired by the end of my, well, by the end of my 90 days, I already had the two of them with the contract signed. Nice. And they started actually last week, officially started last week. Oh, welcome to the team, guys. Yeah. That's Hi, great. if you're there. Hi, guys. Wow. <laughs> all right all right and uh, what did you look for in the people that you were hiring into the team uh i looked for people that are way better than i am at what i needed them to do oh my and gosh, that's not that hard to find but uh, i i managed to find the top uh, talent that you're I way find. too humble <laughs> but i love the answer anyway oh my god uh, that's that was the main thing that I was looking for, and the other thing that I that I was looking for is that I I need uh, people who are independent, uh, uh, self starters, self starters, uh, independent people who can take a take take a task and run with it and and get it done uh, nice. without a lot of um, a lot of like hold handling because we are a lean team, we are a small startup and a lean team, and I none of us has time to to be like following or. Yeah, micromanaging a lot. So I have to trust that they are super capable, uh, super competent to do to to go and do their jobs. Nice, nice. And already over the ninety days of you in the new job, it feels like you're already slowly building up the full organization. I think it's beautiful, absolutely fantastic. And actually, we had another questions that I, I would like to pick up from before. It was about a data. And you talk about it a lot. So like, what is marketing for you? Now we spoke about the team, but if you were to like, is it more data and numbers or is it more the part that you cannot actually measure? So uh, it depends on, on what is the product, product that you are marketing, right? Uh, when I talk about my last role, uh, my measure wasn't MQLs. My measure was closed deals, okay. inbound closed deals. And I think that is the way to go. Otherwise, I'll just be pumping MQLs that are not great quality just to meet my targets, right? Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that those MQLs are MQLs that are actually closing deals. Yeah. yeah. And that made a whole difference um, in the way that I was marketing that product. Nice. But for Wizard, um, our goal um it's not uh, it's not the revenue yet it's not like uh, people converting into paid users people converting into recurrent active users so what i measure then is how many users i'm bringing into the into the into the platform and how okay. many of them are uh, coming back to the platform week after week after week mm -hmm. 
Um, and in that sense, that is a joint effort because I can put the message out there, bring a lot of people into the platform, but then we have a lot of other teams working and activating that customer through, for example, uh, the user journey in the platform. Is the, is, the, is the product good enough? Are they finding what they need in the product? So that's the product team. Um, there are guides in the product to lead them through what they need to find. That is the CX team. There is a bunch of touch points as they join and they can join our, our circle community as well to talk to other product uh, users. Yeah. And that is the community team. So there is wow. a bunch of other teams involved in, in taking the, a user I bring into the platform into a recurrent active users. And my job there is basically to keep a good influx of users coming in. Mm -hmm. But then once we understand who is the user that becomes a recurrent active user, aiming the message and targeting the, the advertising and the marketing at that user. Understand. All right. That's a bit of a different approach than we mostly are used to. It's like marketing, then sales take over, and then we close a deal. Yeah. And that's where you usually map it to yeah. a new business, to yeah. revenue. But this is a totally different approach because it maps in marketing-led, product followed or even led and then there yeah. is also the community yeah. to help it out yeah. wow i think product is a product is a it's kind of an umbrella because the product uh -huh. matters at all all stages right of that uh, of that cycle of that funnel mm -hmm. they come in because they want to test the product and if the product's not good enough no matter what i do and community does and cx does they're not going to stay the product is just not good enough uh-huh oh that that's really cool yeah you mentioned one thing as well about some of the strategies when you start the, uh, in the new role that you do as a copy paste from other places. Yeah. What is it? What are your like kind of go to copy paste things that you do in the new role? Um, I think first of all is look at the look at the market, right? Look at competitors, best in class examples, or uh, or products, brands that are serving a similar a similar audience. Another thing is understanding company strategy. And that is copy-paste. It's different for every company, but you need yeah. to understand the overall company strategy. You need to understand which teams you're going to have to align with. You, you need to understand what is the what is the sales cycle, what is the funnel for that for that product, for that yeah. company. And so those, those are copy-paste things. Uh, understanding the customer is also a copy-paste thing. You need to understand for every company you join before you try to, to draft a strategy. Nice. Um, so yeah. there is there is a list of things. So understanding the company strategy and the company goals, mm -hmm. so you know what, what teams to align with. Uh, looking at the data that you already have, it, whether it's traffic data, whether it's customer data, looking at all the data you already have, looking at the market, and um, yeah, exactly, and looking yeah, at the nice. customers. That and then you're kind of well prepared for the first yeah, and then you can draft the strategy, and the strategy is going to change. You know, you're not going to draft the strategy that is going to be the same strategy for for two three years. Yeah, it it, it will evolve. How do you? How often do you expect the strategy to change? I look at the strategy at least every six months. Okay. Um, because because we are at the stage we are at mm -hmm. Wizard, right? We are understanding our customer better. We are understanding our messaging better. So I have to look at it more. Uh, more often, um, I'd say for maybe more mature, more mature companies, uh, at least once a year, you need to have a look at the strategy. All right. All right. Real cool. All right. We've got some more questions. We're almost on the top of our, the hour, but we'll go as long as you continue asking questions. So just <laughs> keep on going. All right. Um, let's have a look. So... I think David has one more question that we can pick up again. So what has been your go-to strategy for finding new marketing roles in companies you're passionate about and getting connected with the right people? I moved countries a bunch of times and it's always, it's always like starting my, starting my reputation in a different country <laughs> from scratch every time I do that. 
Uh, but luckily enough, I've, I've worked with people that, uh, that are good enough to introduce me and, and show me around new markets. I think, first of all, I will only apply for, for jobs where I can actually believe the, you know, believe the purpose and be passionate about the product and, and all of that. Otherwise, I can't, I can't hack it. I can't just do that every day. No, no. If, yeah. Um, and now I guess I'm in a position where I'm fortunate enough that I don't apply for jobs a lot. I get uh, taken, into, taken into jobs. Uh, but I would say, first of all, uh, build a personal brand on LinkedIn. That's helped me. That's helped me a lot on, in the UK when I was a student doing my master's there. That helps me get helped me get a lot of uh, freelancing gigs. Yeah. And then it helped me get into, into companies as well. That helped me a lot here in Denmark when I started building my uh, my LinkedIn brand, my online brand. It's the easiest way to reach out to people and to get yeah. people to see you, right? And don't be afraid to re actually reach out and DM people um, and ask people to introduce you and, and talk to people and ask people to have quick conversations with them. That is a great way to, to build your brand. All right. One more question. I can see that. Hello, Lars. We've got our CEO <laughs> winking to us from the other side. All right. So one more question from the audience. What business objectives does the marketing strategy need to support in your opinion? Oh, I think every, every strategy and every, every team's strategy have, has to support the overall goal of the company. Um, so it's a, it's a tough question because it depends on a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. What business objectives? Yeah. For some companies, the end goal is revenue. So marketing has to support revenue for, for us at wizard, the end goal right now is to get recurrent active users. So that is the mm. business objective that marketing needs to support. And then also when you're talking about startups, one of the business goals is usually to get the next round of funding and you also need to yep. support that goal. And supporting that goal is actually getting the recurrent active users. If that's how you're going to be, how your success, success is going to be measured, um, recruiting new people. So you have to support that business goal as well by building an employer brand with your people team. Um, so there are many marketing touches upon many of those. Cool. I've got one more question that is actually burning and it's not even in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> we started when, when we chatted before this event, I've heard that you have failed. Can you share one or two failures if there have been any within the 90 days? Um, yeah, sometimes you you put a lot of um, a lot of hope into a campaign and it doesn't turn out uh, turn out as expected. A lot of uh, hope, efforts, resources into a campaign and it doesn't turn out as expected. This happened very recently. And this actually this happens all the time, right? Because uh -huh. we're experimenting with a lot of things and a lot of those things fail fail and in, in fact most things that we try fail uh -huh. a few of them succeed and when they fail we learn from them we say well this doesn't work for us or maybe we need to adapt it for yeah. it to work for yeah. us uh, more recently like we've just launched we launched a big big campaign and there wasn't a lot of response from it okay. there are two two of those instances happened in the past where we launched big campaigns and there wasn't a lot of response um i can hear that it was expensive don't tell us how much <laughs> but how did, sometimes it is. Yeah. 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 And how did you get alignment from the upper management team that things are going to fail? So there is, again, there's the setting expectations thing. So when we jump into a, a campaign, whether it's expensive or not, um, we have to be aware that it might work. Mm -hmm. It might not work. Yeah. There is a possibility like, uh, 
that it's going to be a big success and there is a possibility that we're going to have two clicks through yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I am lucky in the position I am that the CEO is very keen on the growth hacking methodology, so he knows things fail. Nice. And he's very okay with uh, failing and learning. And I have been lucky in my in my past positions as well. Uh, I am very open to sharing the failures and say, look, I this this hasn't worked very Perfect. well. Um, maybe you can give me some feedback, and next time we're gonna try, and it's gonna maybe we're gonna adapt, and it's gonna do better. Um, maybe it's just not our target, and we're targeting yeah. the wrong place and the wrong people. We're preaching preaching to the wrong choir, right? So nice. Um, I think it should be very inspiring for your team as well for the new hires because. For me, at least, when I hear our leaders at Dream Data talking about the failures or even encouraging to fail once in a while, it feels like, okay, so all this is okay. We can try things, we can fail, and it's it will work out at the end <laughs> anyway, because we know what our focus is, and we know that when we fail, we need to do something different yeah. and better the next time. Yeah. And, and the same way things fail and, and you just have to investigate maybe why they failed. Yeah. It's not the right audience, not the right place, not the right time. Um, sometimes th things work and you don't have a proper explanation for, for why and yeah. how they work. Like sometimes you post a meme and it blows like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, we are four minutes above our time. We still have some questions and we are happy to answer them afterwards. So we're going to finish off the session now. Any questions you have, you can DM Juliana or myself and we'll get all that to roll it out for you. Well, there is a recording of this one. Well, this event is uh, forever live on the link that you're watching it right now. Oh, but if no. you Yeah, right. <laughs> I can cut it in pieces that didn't work, but it seemed like everything has worked. So thank you so much for everybody for attending this. It was a pleasure. Thank you for the questions. We hope you like listening to us. Subscribe to our podcast and the ones that we have been guests on. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, just do let us know. And should there be a guest that you think we should be talking to, then like pitch us. We're looking forward to seeing you.